Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. If it's been a while since you've been to Las Vegas, like me, or if you're one of those that's never been, our good friend David Yeskel, who is sometimes known as the cruise guru, is also known as the Vegas guru. And he's going to join us later in the podcast to give us an update on what's new and happening in Las Vegas. Plus, another regular to the show, Taylor Cole, host of Hotel Hunt TV, will also join us to share her latest visit to the Graduate Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. But to start things up, we're going to get a reminder of the importance of trip interruption and cancellation insurance, especially with all the events happening around the world, such as the wildfires in Australia, snowstorms on the East Coast, and the flu virus threat. To help us out, we're joined now by Dan Keon. He is the Vice President of Market Management for Allianz Global Assistance Canada. Hi, Dan. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about trip interruption versus cancellation insurance. Uh, we've uh, talked about this before, but you can always uh, review what the differences are. So let's just talk. Let's just start there. The difference between trip interruption versus cancellation. Sure. Um, so the way that those two benefits work, Randy, typically someone will, will be offered or see available um, a, a, a product for trip cancellation first. And trip cancellation refers to situations where you need to cancel your trip before you leave on, on your vacation. Um, many trip cancellation policies will also include a benefit for trip interruption, which is if you are on your trip and an event occurs that makes you need to return home sooner than planned, it will provide a benefit to um, help cover the cost of that early return home. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are the two main differences. Cancellation is before you've left on your trip. Interruption is once you're already on your trip and have to come home early. Let's talk about uh, a couple of the scenarios uh, in the news these days. Uh, The fires in Australia and the coronavirus that's uh, going on right now. Is there some basic guidelines, uh, rules that follow for, uh, let's talk about uh, cancellation first. If you realize some of these things are going on and go, hey, I don't really want to go, would uh, trip cancellation uh, help you in, in those scenarios? Yeah, so the, the way that insurance, uh, travel insurance works, it's, it's very similar to other types of insurance where the intent is to cover you from potential risks, but risks that at the time you, you buy your insurance are nece- aren't necessarily you know, known for sure to happen. Um, what that means is that if, if I purchased my, uh, my trip cancellation insurance for my trip to Australia before those wildfires started, and um, the wildfire, wildfires begin, and all of a sudden there's a government advisory from the Canadian government saying, don't travel to Australia because of these fires. I may have a covered reason benefit for trip cancellation that says I can cancel because of that. Because when I bought my trip and I bought my insurance, those fires hadn't already started. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see those fires are already taking place and I'm booking my trip to Australia, and I think, oh, maybe I should get insurance in case you know my, my destination in Australia ends up being affected. Um, it might be too late at that point because those fires are a known event at that, at that point when you've actually purchased your insurance. So the, the takeaway there is your best bet is to always buy your insurance um, whenever you book your trip so that you're protected in case anything comes up between the time you book your trip and your, your actual vacation begins. Um, the other thing to pay attention to there is government travel advisories. So 
not all, but most trip cancellation policies will have a list of covered reasons that you can cancel for. And oftentimes, one of those reasons is the government issues an advisory saying, we recommend against any travel to that destination. So an example right now is with coronavirus, they recently issued a travel advisory against all travel to the Hubei province, which is where um, where the, the, the mm-hmm. coronavirus is, is you know presently centered. Um, for people that bought their insurance before this travel advisory was issued, they may be able to now cancel their trip. But once that advisory comes out, it's now a known issue. So whenever you book your trip, just make sure you're aware of any travel advisories that are already in place for your destination, because that'll tell you what you may and may not be able to actually cancel your trip for. Okay, let's talk about trip interruption now. What if uh, the scenario is, say, uh, I've already gone to Australia and the fires are now threatening, say, my hotel, for lack of a better example, or the recent snowstorm in uh, Newfoundland for example, and my uh, flight was cancelled on, uh, on the way home or something to that effect. Right. So, so this comes back again to the whole you know, idea of travel advisories and actually um, you know, a second important point, which is simply just to understand what you're covered for and what you're not covered for. So um, as mentioned, most travel insurance policies with trip cancellation and interruption will have a certain number of specific covered reasons that you can actually cancel for. That could be you become ill and you're not able to travel um, or a family member you know, dies and now you can't either travel or you have to come home early for the funeral. These types of events... Oftentimes, a common one you'll see is that government advisory one being issued for your destination. So if you're traveling and all of a sudden an event happens and the government is saying, you know, where you are right now is is a dangerous place to be, that will oftentimes be um, a covered reason to return home early. So that really comes down again to making sure you have your policy uh, when you purchase your, your trip. Um, making sure there are no issues or advisories already released for your destination, which is just you know smart uh, a smart decision, so you're not traveling somewhere where it's actually dangerous where you shouldn't be, um, and then you know understanding whether or not you actually have that benefit for um, for government advisories as a covered reason. Now, what about weather events? Uh, we recently had the passing of our passengers' bill bill of rights, which apparently doesn't cover weather events. Would uh, interruption insurance cover weather events? Yeah, most plans will have a benefit um, if your if your flight is delayed um, due to things like inclement weather, mechanical failure. Um, these are nuances that, again, important to review the policy so you know what you're getting. Um, probably that's the, the most important piece of advice is don't assume your policy covers every situation. Do take the time to read through it. And if it's not clear, contact your travel insurance provider or your travel agent or your broker and ask them the questions you, you want answered about how your coverage works in these scenarios. But the reality is the the, the passenger rights, while it's nice to see um, the government taking steps to to be able to protect consumers, um, those passenger rights do not cover every situation, especially for things like cancellation. I believe you know the primary um, uh, the primary sort of uh, nuance of the the Bill of Rights is to protect you when it's something within the airline's control. But anything outside of the airline's control, like mechanical failure that's outside of their control or, or inclement weather, you're not going to get any of the benefits from the compensation through that Bill of Rights. So that's why it's still important to have additional travel insurance in place so that you're protected. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line, read your policy. That's it. That's the most important thing. Because two points to that, uh, Randy, you know, one is there's all kinds of benefits that people may not be aware that they actually have within the policy. So you may have more coverage than you realize. Mm -hmm. But then it's also just making sure there's no surprises if you do need to file a claim. Always great advice. Dan Keon is the Vice President of Market Management uh, for Allianz Global Assistance. Their website again is allianz-assistance.ca. Always a pleasure to chat, Dan. Thank you. Great. Thanks for the opportunity, Randy. Take care.
safe to say we don't really talk a lot about visiting Columbus, Ohio, but about once a month, we like to have Taylor Cole join us. She is the host of Hotel Hunt TV, which is available on Amazon Prime. Their website is hotelhunttv.com, and Taylor stops by on a regular basis to share her experience staying at different hotels. And this time out, Taylor is here to tell us about her stay at the Graduate Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Randy. So, uh, the Graduate Hotel in Columbus, Ohio. Not like we cover a whole lot of hotels in Columbus, Ohio. So what was the attraction here? (laughs) Well, absolutely love Columbus. I mean, it's one of those towns that um, is a college town. So most of the time when people travel there, they have a very specific reason. Columbus, of course, was named after the explorer Christopher Columbus. It's about 140 miles from Cleveland. Has lots of wide open spaces, lots of parks and trees. And as you mentioned, Randy, we're going to take a stay at Graduate Columbus. It's on North High Street in the short North District. And it's about 15 minutes from the airport, the John Glenn Airport. Awesome. Okay, so now first impressions. is I'm going to assume this is the first time you stayed at the Graduate in Columbus. It's the first time. And I was there for a very specific reason. And I'll definitely talk about that. But because it's a college town, the name graduate stood out to me. I also like the fact that it was a boutique hotel with very unique decor. Um, The hotel is outfitted in plaids and scarlet and gray and some punchy pops of color. Uh, they, They play music in the lobby that is reminiscent of university life. Um, They've got a lot of iconic images throughout the hotel to pay homage to Jesse Owens and John Glenn. So Columbus is one of those places and this hotel where they love to celebrate history. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks very colorful. I'm on the website graduatehotels.com slash Columbus. And you're right. There's uh, very colorful. So it kind of stands out, right? It stands out. And, you know, this hotel goes above and beyond for pets, for example. It's a pet-friendly hotel, and every pet stays free, plus they get a free complimentary gift. Um, They also have bikes that you can ride, and those are complimentary. Um, There's a neat place in the hotel called the Poindexter Coffee, and Poindexter has of course, the, the number one millennial snack, they say, is avocado toast. So they've got that. But they also have Nutella toast and <laughs> BLPs and brunch time pizzas. So it's a fun place to go to during the day because you can get food. But then at night, it's a bar. My children snack on Nutella toast, by the way. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so they would like it there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So on the uh, website, it says, uh, prepare to be inspired. So were you inspired? Oh, absolutely inspired. So I'll go ahead and explain the secret or not so big secret why I was in Columbus. And it was, of course, to go to the Ohio State Buckeyes football (laughs) game. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, if you're a football fan, I imagine that's probably a great town to be in, right? Absolutely. Scarlet and gray all the way. My husband is from Ohio. He is an avid Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Incidentally, he had never been to Columbus before, although he had grown up in Ohio. But my aunts and first cousins had all either worked at 
Ohio State or they were alumni, some double and triple alumni. So it was a surprise for him that we went there. But it's a great town for college football. So you've got to get to the stadium. This hotel graduate is about 10 minutes from the shoe or the horseshoe, the Buckeye Stadium. And you have to tailgate. Go outside, hang out with the alumni, eat some great food, have burgers, just listen to music, visit with people. It's what you do before these big games. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's half the fun, right? Meeting all the tailgaters and uh, people around there. I imagine people are pretty friendly, too, right? They're very friendly, as long as you wear the right colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're in good shape. If you, by chance, forget or just have a, a moment, a lapse of, of sensitivity, and you wear blue and yellow, they're going to kick you out of town. <laughs> well, let's get back to the uh, the Graduate Hotel a little bit and tell me about the rooms and uh, how big it is and the amenities that are offered. Yes. The rooms is a boutique hotel, so you don't have a lot of rooms, but they do have some very unique designs. So they've got a studio. They have um, a guest room that has an extra sofa sleeper. The decor definitely makes you feel like you're in, I'd say, in the college dorm Mm -hmm. because you would have your favorite throw that has the university colors and everything on it. You're going to have that in your room. It has uh, a very youthful feel to it. So I think everybody who stays there, you automatically feel like you're in your 20s because it's got that vibe to it where it's hip and fun. Mm -hmm. And it has some really neat appointments. So you'll look around and you'll see um, maybe it's a cup holder that's uh, at the bedside or um, a candle or it may have um, some animal hoods or something that's that's along the side. So it's kind of crazy where there's just these random things will be in your room, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, cool. Uh, you know, there is a hockey team, too, in Columbus, the, the Blue Jackets. Oh, see, now you're a fan of hockey, and I can imagine that you would be in tune with that. Yeah. Well, what else is there to do in Columbus? Uh, to What are some of the other sights and sounds you uh, took in? Well, okay, so I have to say this really quickly. You have to hear and see Script Ohio, and, of course, that is the Ohio State Buckeyes band when they spell out Ohio. You've got to experience that. Um, but beyond that, the great food throughout the area. You definitely want to be along High Street. That's where everybody hangs out. Um, there's on Neal Avenue, there's the Hangover Easy Cafe, and they've got <laughs> French toast and chicken and waffles and burgers. Then for another sweet tooth, you could always go to Buckeye Donuts or the Little Donut Shop. And I hear that one of those places actually has fresh hot donuts that you can get. And apparently donuts are a really big deal in Columbus. Mm, nice. So you are now there's also the uh, Poindexter, it looks like, the uh, restaurant in the Graduate Hotel. Right. That's the one that, sh- that serves the Nutella toast that your kids would like, <laughs> or you can have the avocado toast there. Um, so there's great food. Now, when you're in Columbus, you have to be sure to get a Buckeye. And a Buckeye is a peanut butter and chocolate dessert. It's really candy that's meticulously prepared homemade, or you can often buy them at the souvenir shop. It's much better than a Reese's peanut butter cup. So you have to be sure to try one of those. (laughs) Now, if you walk out the front door, is there a lot of uh, other 
uh, things to do, like, I don't know, shopping or something like that? Or, or would you really kind of need a car to, to, to get around to some of these uh, other areas? Most of the time you need a car. Now, it's a five-minute walk from the graduate. It's a five-minute walk to the Columbus Convention Center. Um, and then I mentioned it's a 15-minute ride to the airport. So there's some things around there, but every place that we went, short of tailgating and hanging out right around the university, we had a car. Um, but, you know, I mentioned Graduate has those complimentary bikes. So mm-hmm. if you need to get in some exercise, you could always take one of their bikes and, you know, venue around the, the city. Well, it sounds like a, a fun place to stay, especially if you're a college football fan. It'd be a great time to, uh, you know, spend a weekend and enjoy all the fun. It's the uh, Graduate Hotel. GraduateHotels.com is the website slash Columbus. Uh, Taylor Cole is the host of Hotel Hunt TV. That's available on Amazon Prime. And the uh, website, HotelHuntTV.com. It's always a pleasure to chat, Taylor. Thank you. Always great. Let's go, Buckeyes. Thanks, Randy. Well, if it's been a while since you've been to Las Vegas, like me, it's always fun to get an update on what's new to see and do because things are always changing in Las Vegas. That's why it's good that our friend David Yeskel joins us every once in a while. He is known as the Vegas Guru. His website is thelasvegas.guru. And you can also find him on Twitter at thevegasguru. He is indeed the Vegas Guru. How are you, David? Thanks, Randy. Good, good. Uh, so it's been a while since I've been to Las Vegas, and I am going at the end of May. I'm going to do a show there. Uh, so now you can get me all caught up on what to see and do here. So this is kind of cool. Uh, so where should we begin? There's so much. There's, uh, Vegas, there's always so much, right? Yeah, there, Vegas changes. so, And Vegas changes so rapidly, really faster than any other destination. So uh, it's tough to keep up, but I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk with oh, the shows. Let's start there. Entertainment. Sure. So um, the newest show on the Strip is a new show from Cirque du Soleil. So, you know, they've already had six shows on the Strip. This is called Run at Luxor. That's R-U-N at Mm -hmm. Luxor. And it's nothing like anything they've produced before. It's fast-paced. It's this live-action thriller. Um, It's got a loud driving rock score, uses video projection with live-action, it's violent, too. Uh, there are a lot of fight scenes in it, and, and it's I'm kind of calling it Cirque du Soleil for a new generation. Mm-hmm. It's a, the producer describes it as a very dark, gritty love story, <laughs> and it is. And it is. It's got a narrative, unlike the other Cirque shows. And uh, so the net is, if you like action movies, you'll love Run. Uh, uh, that, that's how I would put it. Mm. Uh, it's very different. It's, it's violent. It's fast-paced. It's loud. Uh, unlike their other shows, but um, it's unique and it's done in, in, in Cirque's, you know, typically cool style. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's that. And there's also, uh, music is a big part of uh, Vegas too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, residencies have just exploded. In yeah. Vegas. Uh, it's great for the artists and, and great for, for us guests uh, because we can catch our favorite artists in Vegas. So, so I've got a few coming back this year um, for country fans. Reba Brooks and Dunn are coming back to Caesars in nice. April. Nice. Yeah, Christina Aguilera's residency at Planet Hollywood is going to continue um, this uh, February and March. And Kelly Clarkson has a new residency starting at Planet Hollywood also um, 
in April. And, and all these shows start at around $85 U.S., and that includes taxes and fees. So they're reasonable. Mm-hmm. And they're different than their uh, concert tours, right? They're, being a resident, they can do a little bit more uh, more intimate, I, w- I would gather? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So the, the venues are definitely more intimate than you'd have in a large concert tour in, in other big cities. So the venues typically, you know, between maybe 5,000 to 7,000, um, which is smaller than you'd normally see in, you know, in a large city. Mm-hmm. So the venues are great. Um, so a lot of these venues were, of course, designed for concerts. And for that reason, they're a great place, great sight lines, and great sound. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Magic. Last time we were there, I uh, said David Copperfield. It was amazing. But I imagine there's probably different shows there now, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple great shows I want to tell you about. There's a magician, a Dutch magician named Hans Klock, and he's got a show at Excalibur in a new showroom. And he is this, uh, he's billed as the world's fastest magician. And he is, Randy. He's, his illusions move so fast and so quick. And, and, you know, he does this, he does some some of his unique uh, stuff that we haven't seen before. But, but one illusion that he does, um, you know, we've all seen before in large illusion shows, and that's called the, it's either called the metamorphosis or assistance revenge, you know, when they switch place with the, uh, the assistant. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, locks her up in a box, ties her up, puts her in a bag, chains the box, <laughs> you know, ties it up, and then pulls a circular curtain around his head while he's standing on top of the box, in a second, or maybe two seconds, he drops the curtain, and they've switched places. She's on top of the box. He's inside when they open it up, wow. in, the chain, in the bag. So I've seen this before many times, but never seen it done this quickly. Yeah, That's what's amazing about his stuff. He's just super fast, and it's Hans Clock at Excalibur. Uh, and, and there's another show at the Stratosphere, which, by the way, has been rebranded. It's now called the Strat. Okay. Uh, that was what the locals always called it, so mm-hmm. they just decided to rename it and, you know, save a couple syllables, I guess. So uh, there's a show outside in a large high-tech tent. It's called Celestia. Uh-huh. And it's got beautiful acrobatics, great stunts. Um, you, you'd swear you were in an airplane hangar. It's that big. And and I think it's just a gorgeous show. It's very Cirque du Soleil-like. Um, it, it's not from Cirque, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but great production values. And those tickets start at $39, including taxes. Wow. I think it's a great value for Vegas on a great, on a beautiful show. And that's uh, Celestia at the Strat. Now, speaking of tickets, uh, sometimes it's hard to get uh, tickets to some of these shows. So you want to be looking in advance or, or how does it work with sometimes you can get the last minute deals? Yeah, so so there are last minute deals on the uh, on the strip. There are all these tickets booths, these yeah. tickets booths, and so the, the Cirque du Soleil shows and other tickets, a lot of times aren't fifty percent. They're maybe twenty percent. So I recommend people go directly to the websites for these particular shows. That's where the best deals typically are. Uh, even better deals than you'd get on the street. You know, walking up and down the strip. So, hmm. Cirque du Soleil's website will also have will always have buy one get one offers say for instance and so I would recommend looking there first rather than buying them on the street. Good. Okay, let's talk about food now. Uh, Vegas is notorious for its buffets. <laughs> Tell me about some of the buffets that are that are available now that are new. Great. So uh, you know I've got my top four buffets right now for gourmet food and on a buffet and those terms don't go together anywhere else but in Vegas. <laughs> so I love the buffet at Wynn. It's it's a gorgeous setting. It's always beautiful. Gourmet dishes, great cold seafood, and and a chocolate fountain for dessert. Um, Bacchanal Buffet at Caesars is Vegas' largest buffet still. Um, A great carvery and the best Chinese 
food station of any buffet in Britain. Mm, okay. Great authentic Chinese food, including dim sum. Nice. Uh, the buffet at Bellagio is the one who started that started all, started the gourmet buffet experience in Vegas. Um, their hook right now is on weekends unlimited caviar. So if you like that delicacy, that's the place for you. And and flying under the radar, I really like Wicked Spoon at the Cosmopolitan. So the Cosmopolitan is the hippest place on the strip, you know. <laughs> and 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 the, the buffet kind of files follows suit. It's a trendy small plates, um, really eclectic dishes. I had a wild boar bolognese. Uh, they had roasted bone marrow the day I was there. So those four, I think, are uh, are the best, the top four gourmet buffets in Vegas, and the range between for dinner from forty dollars to about fifty five. Okay, I like the name Wicked Spoon. Uh, Tell me about some of the new attractions now, though, uh, especially down in Fremont Street. I've never stayed there. I've visited, but I I always find it to be a a different uh, uh, flair for uh, Las Vegas down there. Yeah, it is different. So it's it's where, you know, Vegas really started uh, downtown, and they've really kind of spent a lot of money kind of revamping the downtown hotel properties. And, you know, there's this Viva Vision show in this canopy that went three blocks the length of Fremont Street. Uh, that's just been completely redone. It got a $32 million makeover. Uh, now has about 5 million LED lamps, a great sound system, and those shows are free every hour on the, on the Viva Vision canopy, and it's cool to see. And, and they run, they were only running at night previously. Now I heard since, they, since they've redone it, I believe they're running it during the daytime too, but, but I saw it at night. Nice, and there's some new things at the link, right? Yeah, so the link has uh, the link has this cool zip line that runs from essentially near the strip down onto the, um, the the high roller, which is the world's tallest observation wheel. It's about a 30-second ride, but it's cool. So <laughs> you're flying right over the people walking down the link promenade. Uh, the other unique thing, and, you know, everything is sized up in Vegas, you know, so there are 10 zip lines um, sequential right now I'm sorry right next to each other <laughs> so you can zip line with nine of your best friends simultaneously down the link promenade cool. <laughs> or nine strangers that become friends or when you're at the end of the ride <laughs> right exactly, exactly. <laughs> well there's always fun things to do in Vegas what am I and we always talk about this when we talk about Vegas and that's the resort fees that's what you got to watch out for right yeah. Yeah, so you, so you just have to go into Vegas. When you're looking at rooms, just understand that you're seeing artificially low prices, and that's the best way to compare. So, for instance, when you're seeing when you're seeing Vegas hotel rates are like $39 a night, you know that's not really possible. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a 40 or $45 resort fee added to that. So what, what I advise people to do, when you're looking at hotel rooms in Vegas, just assume that there's going to be another 40 to $45, even maybe up to $50 with taxes, added to that room rate nightly. And and everybody in Vegas does it. All the resorts impose these fees. So um, that's the way you have to look at it. You just take that view that um, add 40 to $50 and you've got the room rate. But they're still a great deal, even with those resort fees. Well, it's always a fun time in Vegas, regardless of the resort fees. And it's always uh, <laughs> it always fun chatting with you, David. I really enjoy it. So David Yesko, he is the Vegas guru. His website, the Veg- the Las Vegas. Dot guru, and you can find him on Twitter at the Vegas Guru. Uh, pleasure chatting, David. Thank you. Same, really. Thanks. 
And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.